AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Yeah, not good floor balance by Phoenix, but great recognition by Jokic there. Chris Paul limping into the locker room. We'll get an update for you as quickly as we can. Jokic has scored their last seven. Six seconds. Backing down Biombo to the box. Fades. He sticks it. It's Judon and McCourty. Mr. Steady on the back end for the Patriots. Here's Murray. He takes off and stumbles, brought down at the 44 as he picks up three. And after going down awkwardly, he can't get up. 25-year-old left-hand batter. Drills this one to center. Alec Thomas going to have to play it off the wall, and that's in the camera well. He's hit the ball hard throughout this series, and it's a 3-0 Marlins lead. Boy, what, is it, what is it about these Miami hitters and these long home runs? Two to shoot, got to go. Thompson, Draymond Green puts it up. Into the shot clock, Draymond Green sticks a mid-range jumper. He was looking at trying to get in position in case the shot came out. Foul on Duncan Robinson. came into this game with a run support average better than six and a half runs a game which is seventh in the National League and he strikes out Brasso here with a good slider eight strikeouts for Kershaw Miley now pitching to Will Smith throws inside Miley had retired the first ten Dodger hitters of the ball game that ball has some carry on it just kept on going and this one is hit in the same area by Will Smith deep to left center it is carrying and it is gone Back-to-back home runs. Two-nothing Dodgers. Will Smith with his sixth home run of the year. And both of them to the same area of the ballpark. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. And welcome to the Thursday, May 11th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7, Suns Nuggets, who you got ATS in tonight's Game 6. The NFL, will you pay attention today with the 2023 schedule release? The Diamondbacks, what has been most disappointing about the current homestand? The Warriors was last night's win, their last hurrah. The Knicks, do you believe in them? On the Diamond, what stood out from Wednesday's full schedule? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15 or so, we'll go around the NBA playoffs. Sean Devaney will join us from Heavy.com. We'll start off with some Suns and Nuggets with Sean. We'll cover all the... Conference semifinal series, of which are all still underway. Nobody is uh, clinched as of yet. Nobody's moved on and advanced. 
or been eliminated. 9.30 interactive action at 602-260-1060 and also the local roundup including a Suns Nuggets game six preview and we'll look back at the Diamondbacks Wednesday loss against the Marlins. Final segment of the show will be the National Roundup, top by from the scoreboard and also the latest line. Then after the sports zone from 10 to noon will be the extra point hosted by Kayla. That will include a Sixers and Celtics Game 6 preview with Gina Mizell of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Gina moving on a couple years ago from here and uh, now in Philly, and uh, I'm sure she's enjoying uh, covering that series. Fun series to watch so far. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. And today's question is, who you got tonight, ATS? Suns minus 3.5 and, and the Nuggets plus 3.5. And, and Corey is here and has the early returns. Leading right now, Nuggets plus 3.5. C7% of the vote there. Suns minus 3.5 at 33% on KDUS1060.com. The Suns apparently apparently will need to avoid elimination tonight without Chris Paul, who's expected to miss his fourth consecutive game. Yes, obviously he was injured in game two. The groin injury, you heard that highlight at the top of the show today. Uh, what also, in addition to the poll question, who you got ATS, what must the Suns do tonight to avoid elimination and force a game seven at Denver? Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, will you pay close attention today uh, with the release of the 2023 NFL schedule? And once again, Corey has early returns. This one is split cleanly 50-50 on KDUSAM 1060 on Twitter. The Cardinals may not, and in my opinion, should not get any primetime games based on their weak roster and also Kyler Murray expected to be out for several weeks to begin the season. Remember, I think it was last year that they, for the first time in a long time, there's you know, not every team is guaranteed a primetime game. In fact, last year, the original schedule, the Lions had no primetime games. They had the Thanksgiving Day game. That was their, quote, national TV game. But then the Lions were so good that at the end of the season, they were actually in the primetime, the final regular season game of the season when they were flexed into the uh, the NBC uh, Sunday night uh, football game. So, But I'm guessing that the Cardinals are not going to be in any primetime games this upcoming year. That's just a guess on my part. Meanwhile, staying on the local front, the Diamondbacks are a disappointing 3-3 three and three in their current homestand. The Diamondbacks have not played good baseball. Uh, while uh, you know they were fortunate to win two out of three against last place Washington, now they're one. They finished just one and two the last three days against the offensive anemic Marlins, um, and the uh, basically uh, when they won that, the one win they had that series was when Zach Gallon was a starting pitcher. So, what has been most disappointing about the Diamondbacks' three and three homestand to date? They start a four-game series tonight against the Giants, and what's you know. Breaking news, they're not good either. Meanwhile, spanning the globe, the Warriors avoided elimination. Draymond Green was aggressive at the offensive end, and the defending champions extended their season at least one more game. Are the Warriors still a threat to win the series against the Lakers? Meanwhile, the Knicks will also play at least one more game. Jalen Brunson finished with 38 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. He played all 48 minutes 
in the 112-103 Knicks Game 5 win last night over the Heat. Do you believe in the Knicks? Do you believe that they're actually a serious serious challenger to uh, rally from down 3-1 to beat the Heat in this series? Now 3-2. Meanwhile, uh, the Dodgers are suddenly looking like the Dodgers. They've now won eight of their last ten games following yesterday's rout of the Brewers. That was a game in which Clayton Kershaw was totally in control for his six, uh, seven innings, excuse me, seven innings of uh, pitching yesterday. Uh, what stood out also from the uh, MLB Wednesdays, uh, the full schedule NBA of uh, MLB games yesterday, what stood out to you? All right, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That is the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey will have a news update. That'll be followed by around the NBA. Sean Devaney of Heavy.com is scheduled to join us. We'll uh, cover all the conference semifinals. Once again, bottom of the hour to be phone call time. If you want to jump aboard, we'll have plenty of time at that, at the, uh, in that uh, segment, the third segment of the four segments in this hour. So once again, 602-260-1060, general discussion at that point. Also, I'll get to at least some Suns uh, and Nuggets for tonight. And depending on full call and volume from you, the caller out there, uh, we'll get to, uh, you know, we might get to some Diamondbacks from yesterday. Disappointing performance yesterday from the Diamondbacks, losing that series against uh, the Florida Marlins. The Miami Marlins, what are we supposed to call them this week? I think they're the Miami Marlins this year. All right, you're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. Check out KDUS AM 1060 on 100.7 KSLX HD2. That's right, HD Radio on 100.7 channel number two. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. You're home with the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. All four NBA conference semifinals are still in progress after wins last night for the Warriors and the Knicks. Out to the KDUS hotline we go to go around the NBA postseason. We're now joined the sports zone by Sean Devaney of Heavy.com. And, Sean, always good to have you. Let's start with the Suns. Uh, expected to be without Chris Paul once again tonight in Game 6. The home teams won the first five games of this series why has the home team been so dominant, do you think, in this series? I think some of it's been the role players. Uh, you know, role players tend to play better at home, and, uh, you know, I think that, that that's really shown itself uh, uh, in this series. Um, you know, I, and, and, and some of it's just been uh, the, the breaks of the, great, the game a little bit. But, you know, I, I think for the most part we're probably talking about role players and, and, and how important they've been. Uh, you know, they're very important for Denver. 
Uh, and they're on the flip side, they're important for Phoenix in that they don't have many of them. So the ones they have really need to play well, uh, and I think that's been uh, one of the real keys there. Do the Suns need to win this year for this trade to have worked out, or is it just uh, you know, too small of a sample size, quote-unquote, uh, with all their players to end this season after the uh, acquisition of Durant? Yeah, you know, it's 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 going to be tough uh, if they don't win this year to come back next year. Uh, they're going to have to, like I said, they they don't have many role players. They're going to have to address that uh, uh, and, and, and hope that, you know, the, the lure of playing in Phoenix, which uh, a lot of veteran guys, uh, uh, that appeals to them, uh, and, and, and possibly, uh, you know, playing for a championship. Um, you know, they, they've they got to be able to, to sell guys on small contracts and a chance to, to live in Phoenix and, and win a championship because they're not going to have a whole lot of money to work with and things like that. Uh, so that's, that's going to have to be the case if it doesn't work out this year. Uh, and it's unfortunate because, you know, they're – uh, history won't show that Chris Paul uh, got injured in Game Two. It won't show that DeAndre Ayton, you know, dealing with his injury. Uh, it'll just show that they traded for Kevin Durant and didn't win a championship. Uh, and uh, and this is, that could be the harsh reality. Uh, but uh, but certainly, if they don't get it done this year, uh, there's, there's a limited window uh, on, on on how much time they're going to have uh, uh, to get this done. And it probably runs up after next year. So it doesn't happen this year. It'll have to be next year. Monty Williams has been reluctant to really double-team stud opponents, whether they're perimeter players or post players for the last three years. I know Jokic is an incredible passer, but should the Suns try to double-team him more than occasionally? And it's been pretty much occasionally during this series. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because, I mean, the guy is averaging 10 assists, right? So, uh, you know, if you come at them, uh, one thing that they can do, and we really haven't seen Michael Porter uh, really go off, uh, but, you know, he's capable of that. We know we've seen at times Aaron Gordon, uh, you know, really produce, uh, and we know what Jamal Murray can do. So, you know, the more you do that, the more you leave in. And, and, and Caldwell Pope can, can, is, is a very, very good three-point shooter. Uh, so, you know, the more that you're paying attention to the Jokic, the, the more, you know, this is the dilemma, of course. Uh, and what makes them so tough to play against. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see whether they do that more. I would suspect they won't. Um, I, I'm wondering if, and, and Monty Williams has shown the capacity to do this in the in the past, if he doesn't just make some kind of sweeping change, uh, you know, with, with more Kevin Durant at the five, uh, especially with Aiton being ineffective and, and, and now having the, the rib injury as well. Um, you know whether you see a lot of Kevin Durant in the, um, at the five and, and 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 try to mess up the Nuggets that way. Uh, you know it seems like at this point in the series uh, it might take something like that. It's going to take some drastic action. Uh, some of it forced by injuries, of course, but also uh, you know some of it faced by the reality that you've got a guy averaging what 35, 14, and 10 against you. Uh, you know you're going to have to change something up. Durant's efficiency has been down this series. He's only had one game with a good shooting percentage. He's had multiple high turnover games. How much is that is due to Paul being out for much of the series? Yeah, that's 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 the main thing. Is is you know Kevin Durant is uh, uh, he's going to have the ball on his hands quite a bit, uh, especially at this time of year. He's going to make turnovers, uh, and you can live with uh, you know with three of those. Uh, uh, a game, but then you start getting into bigger numbers, and 
and and it gets more and more difficult. Um, and and yeah, you know, I mean, he shouldn't be handling the ball as much as he has to, um, and, and and neither should Booker for that matter. But uh, but you know, that that that's the situation they're in. Uh, and it's, it's one of the things that, that that happens, you know, when you when you make a trade like they made, uh, you're going to sap your depth, and 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 they just don't have the depth. Uh, that, uh, that, that that you know, if you're going to win a championship, you really need. So, um, like I say, I'm, I'm interested to see the the, the, the adjustments that, that Monty Williams makes. Um, you know, does he get another ball handler on the floor? Uh, does he does, does he play? Uh, does he start Landry Shamet for for instance? Does he play uh, Terrence Ross a little bit more? Um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. But uh, I, I think he's going to have to take a, an all hands on that kind of approach here. And do some things that we haven't seen in this series to this point uh, to to really try to uh, recapture some momentum and uh, uh, and uh, uh, get this thing to Game Seven and 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 possibly uh, uh, survive. Sean Devaney of Heavy.com, currently in the Sports Zone. Okay, the Warriors uh, survived uh, to play another game with their win last night. What was with Draymond's aggressiveness at the offensive end of the floor last night? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's capable of that, and and it's not something that that they're comfortable with him doing too much of because uh, if you give him twelve shots, uh, you know, he's liable to to go two for twelve. Uh, but uh, uh, but you know, he's if he's got a hot hand from the perimeter, if he's aggressive uh, inside, he, he's a capable scorer. I think he's much more comfortable as as a distributor. Uh, you know, setting up Clay Thompson, setting up. Uh, 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 Steph Curry, of course, uh, into a pool, guys like that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think when you look at where they've been offensively, uh, and they've had some guys really struggling, Jordan Poole really being number one among them, I think Draymond kind of said, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to chip in some offensively here. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I don't know if they, if they can see that going forward, but it was something that they definitely needed last night. Anthony Davis leaves with a head injury last night. Uh, what do we know about his status for Friday night's Game 6? Uh, as far as I know, they're, they're, he's, he's going to play. Uh, I, I, I don't think that uh, there's anything there that, uh, uh, that is going to keep him out. Um, you know, but that's been, that's been the history of, uh, of, of Anthony Davis's time with the Lakers is, is when he plays. They're really, really tough to beat in the postseason. Uh, uh, but... Uh, uh, it's a pretty big if, you know, if he's going to play and and if he can get through a series healthy, uh, that's been an if uh, uh, for them year after year after year. The Lakers roster much different than it was the majority of the season, obviously pre-trade deadline. So, which deadline roster move has been most important for them, or maybe it was the subtraction of Russell Westbrook? Was that the most important move the Lakers made? Yeah, I, I think that, that, that the Westbrook thing had gotten to a point where even when he played well, it, it, the, the whole there was just a storm cloud over the team, and, and there was no joy. There was no uh, – nobody seemed to like what they were doing, even, even when they did play well. Uh, so I think not having him there is, is, is the most important uh, uh, aspect of that. Uh, but when you look at it, I mean, they gave up basically uh, just a first-round pick uh, and Russell Westbrook, uh, uh, but but pretty much they were they were willing to get rid of Russell Westbrook for anything. So they just gave up a first round pick, and they get get back Jared Vanderbilt, who's been very good, 
uh, as a role-playing big guy. Uh, and, and they get back Malik Beasley, who could give you some shots. Most important, though, is they, get, they got back D'Angelo Russell, who, uh, for all his struggles defensively and all that, um, you know, you can put that aside with, with how good he's been offensively and, and taking pressure off of, off of LeBron and, and, and Antonio uh, and Anthony Davis. And, and, and you've really seen the, the, the way that's helped them offensively at some critical moments. So uh, D'Angelo Russell has sort of been what Russell Westbrook was supposed to be uh, for that team. So he, he's probably the most important player in all that. All right, so let's assume that Davis is okay for tomorrow night. What what would you expect to see tomorrow night from that Lakers Warriors game six? You know, I I really want to see if the Warriors have have the gut. You know, I, I mean, or is this a team that that that, that is kind of spent? That that what you got from them last year was the last that they had. Um, you know, that's that's going to be a pretty important thing going forward for the league in general because if the Warriors uh, peter out uh, and if they lose. Uh, don't forget that that their GM Bob Myers is a free agent. You know, you could see him leave, and does that open the way for uh, you know potentially Draymond Green uh, hitting free agency or being traded uh, this summer? Uh, you know, you could see some major major changes in Golden State depending on just what happens tomorrow. And and uh, you know, if the Lakers go in uh, and they've been the better team, if they go in and really stick it to the to the Warriors as they've shown that they can. Uh, I think the, more, the, the most interesting aspect of that is what, what are the ripple effects that that's going to cause uh, for, for the Warriors and, and, and how does that spread throughout the rest of the league, really. Talking with Sean Devaney of Heavy.com. Okay, let's shift to the East. The Celtics are one game away from elimination. How surprised are you? And, and what has helped happen to the Celtics at the defensive end the first two rounds of this postseason? Yeah, it's it's really been you know, and they've had some really good defensive games. Um, you know, after letting up the forty-five points to James Harden, they came out with a different strategy. They picked them up earlier, and uh, and they were much more aggressive in Game Two and Game Three, uh, and they played much better. Uh, game Five was something where I think if I was coaching with the Celtics, I would have been scared of that all along, and that is Joel Embiid just just really playing like Joel Embiid. Uh, and, and, and I think uh, the Celtics really couldn't handle that. Um, so that's 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 a real problem. And a lot of you know you can see a lot of a lot of a lot of teams have struggled with that <laughs> uh, from Joel and Uh But yeah, you know this is this is something where I think that what they're going to need. Uh, you know, we talked about the Suns maybe needing to do something a little drastic. I think for the Celtics, the the, the drastic move is going to be something with Robert Williams. I don't know if you put him in the starting five. Uh, at the very least, you got to play him more. Uh, you know, he's been a, a, he, he's obviously had injuries, and it's, it's been tough to rely on him. Uh, but I think at this point in the series, uh, when you look at what they need defensively and really offensively too, uh, I think they probably need some Robert Williams, and uh, uh, I expect to see him, you know, getting at least 20, 24 minutes, uh, which which has not been the norm so far in the series. I was going to ask about him next. You know, he's had yeah. obviously an injury history. Is there something going on here that they're not telling us about with him? Well, no. I th- I think with him at this point, you know, obviously there was a lot going on with with, with him throughout the course of the year with with the knee that he had surgically repaired back in September, uh, and uh, and you know then and then had to go out again as he had some inflammation. Uh, I think at this point, though, he's ready to play. Uh, it's just they've had so much success with Derek White in the starting five, uh, you know, going with the smaller lineup there. 
uh, that, uh, that 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 they haven't wanted to change. Uh, you know, it was down three to two in the, in the Eastern Conference semis. You know, it might be time to uh, to take a different gamble here and, and, and get Robert Williams in there. Um, you know, when he's played, I think he's been fairly effective. Uh, so it is, the only reason that they really haven't gone to him is just, just out of habit. You know, basically it's just been a thing where uh, they've kind of established themselves with Derek White, with Derek White in there. Uh, but really the Sixers have exposed some of the weaknesses in that. Uh, I think it's time for the Celtics to, uh, to go ahead and, and acknowledge that and, and, and get Williams in there more. So the Celtics in the postseason, I'm counting the Hawks series too. It's not like they were impressive when they won that series. How much of this is on Joe Missoula? He is, uh, he is taking quite, I'm here in Boston. He is taking a beating. Uh, I think that, you know, it's unfortunate that this happens, but it's true. Uh, You know, if you're not nice to the media, then there's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, sorry, I had a big truck coming by, Bob. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's going to be – if you're not nice to the media, then when things go against you, there's going to be a pile-on. And I think we're seeing that. Uh, I don't think this is all on Joe Mazzola. I think a lot of this is, 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 is players who are uh, forcing things too much. A lot of the mistakes that we saw from the Celtics uh, in that NBA Finals against the Warriors last year where they would really press and they force themselves into stupid turnovers. Uh, they make dumb plays. Um, you know, we, 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 we're seeing that come back again uh, here this year. Uh, and, and Joe Mazzula wasn't the head coach then. But because he made some snarky remarks and, and all that, he's really getting piled on uh, probably more than he deserves, in my opinion. He does seem to be the king of snark. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fine if things are going well. It's also it's fine right. in November. Uh, but you don't want to do that in May uh, in, the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of a playoff series. Uh, you know, look, you don't have to like, you don't have to kiss anyone's behind. You know, we've got Bill Belichick here, uh, and, and and he's certainly done that. Uh, but at the same time, you don't you don't really want to instigate. And before you start being snarky, you got to win something. <laughs> and then and and, and they would, haven't won anything. He hasn't won anything. That's the big thing. That would be helpful. Okay, so yeah. do they win tonight? I think so. I, you know, I do think that uh, uh, maybe it's just because I really want to see these series keep going. But but I am hopeful that uh, uh, that that all these that all these series will keep going. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I do think that you know I think back to last year when the Celtics were in this position against Milwaukee in the second round, uh, and uh, you know they had a huge performance in uh, uh, in Game Six, and then they come back and they win Game Seven. Grant Williams hits all those three pointers. Um, you know, I, I I think the talent level for the Celtics is enough uh, that, uh, that 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 that's gonna that's going to win out here. Uh, and and certainly when their backs have been against the wall, we've seen them at their best over the last two years. Uh, and and so I think that's going to show through. No guarantee, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, this this could be a team that just uh, that that just needs some changes. Uh, but, uh, but 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 I do think they'll win. Okay, last, <clears throat> excuse me, last, and I guess I mean kind of, I kind of mean last here. Uh, the Knicks are still alive, and uh, they actually looked good at the offensive end in the final three quarters last night. Was that a one night thing uh, from a team playing at home and just didn't want to get eliminated at home, or can they move on and win another game? I, yeah, you know, I mean, I, 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 I think it's going to be tough for them. Uh, you know, I think Miami, with the way they played defensively. Um, you know they've they've really taken the Knicks out a lot. 
but you know, if you get if you get that kind of hero performance from 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 Jalen Brunson with good performances from uh, Randall and 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 Barrett, so getting all three of those guys to play well on the same night has been rare uh, for the Knicks. Uh, and 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 they've got Emmanuel quickly out, who's been so important for them. Uh, so if you're not going to have quickly in there, you've got to have Barrett, Randall, uh, uh, and Brunson all have a big game at the same time. Uh, and uh, and they got that last night. I just don't know that you can count on that uh, going forward. It's just uh, uh, and and like I say, with the way Miami plays, I, I I think Miami closes this thing out. Sean, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks much. Okay, thank you, Bob. Sean Devaney, Heavy.com. Check out all his work. And uh, as he mentioned, he's in Boston. So he's got a, you know, good, obviously, just listening to him, you can tell he's got a good, you know, you know really good feel in all these series. But uh, that Boston thing is, uh, you know, it's, uh, they're all over him. I listened to a little Boston talk radio after game. What the heck game was that? After the, I uh, didn't call the timeout a game. It was like on Sunday, Monday morning, I guess I listened. It was pretty hostile. <laughs> Shocking that Boston fans would be somewhat hostile. All right, next segment, phone calls, uh, phone call time, 602-260-1060. Also need some water here. Uh, also, we'll get to today's local roundup in the next segment. I'll get to at least a few things regarding the Suns. One, once again, this general discussion, if you want to jump aboard, 602-260-1060. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and Castlux HD2 100.7. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castlux HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, if you want to duck in and a phone call or two here, that's up to you. 602-260-1060. We've got some time and some room right now if you'd like to participate. All right, on to today's local roundup we go. The Suns are... You know, one uh, one possession favorites tonight. Depends on where you get your numbers. Uh, game six against the Nuggets. The Suns expected to be without Chris Paul, who has not played since game two. After going down with the groin injury, the Suns were leading that game. At the time he went down, 73-70. They ended up losing that game, 97-87. Here are uh, five things to look for tonight. Number one, Kevin Durant must play with more efficiency. Uh, you know, basically, you know, during really, he his efficiency is he's really had one offensive efficient game so far. Game four, he made 11 of 19 field goal attempts. The other four games, he's had seven turnovers and one assist in game one. He was 10 of 27 in game two, 12 of 31 in game three, and then he was 10 of 24 with five turnovers in game five. Number two, Monty Williams has to do something uh, in th- occasionally at least. And I think double-team Nikola Jokic. No question the Suns can't double-team Jokic all the time. But the Nuggets' other scores uh, were ineffective in the two games and the two losses here in Phoenix. Uh, I think that they have to make sure that others you know, get more shots tonight than they have earlier in the series especially the games in Denver, but we'll see how this goes here tonight. Meanwhile, number three, the Suns need to win the 50-50 loose ball situations. This has actually been an issue for much of the season, really from day one of the regular season, but it's been a bigger issue 
at towards the end of the regular season and the postseason, especially after the Suns traded Mikhail Bridges, who is kind of a king of loose balls. Meanwhile, number four, Cam Payne needs to hold his own. Payne, uh, of course, is Chris Paul's replacement. He was okay in games three and four in Phoenix, but he was ineffective on the offensive and defensive end and exploited badly at the defense, uh, the defensive end especially in game five. And number five, the bench needs to have more than one contributor. The Suns reserves uh, contributed in the game three and four wins. Josh Landale had some good moments in game three. T.J. Warren made a couple big shots down the stretch in game three. Randy uh, Landry Shamit excelled at both ends in game four, but none of that trio was effective in both of the home wins. On to the Diamondbacks we go. The homestand is uh, not gone as expected. Uh, they're, I think, I think safe to say, a disappointing three and three. They've been favored to win all six games so far. They're three and three in the uh, ten-game homestand against uh, below-average teams. Uh, they finished two and one against the last-place Nationals. They're one. They, then they went one and two against the uh, the Marlins, who entered the week as the worst offensive team in the National League. The, the Diamondbacks lose yesterday 5-4 to four against the Marlins. Merrill Kelly had one bad inning, but it was not a good inning. He entered the fourth inning. Uh, actually, I had retired the first nine hitters of the game when that fourth inning started yesterday, but with one out in the fourth inning, so he retired the first ten hitters. Uh, Kelly allowed a single to Jorge Soler. Then he walked Luis Arias, and then Jesus Sanchez hit a three-round homer. Uh, to give them the lead at that point. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks' offense was very quiet. In fact, the lone you know, runs that the Diamondbacks scored la- yesterday afternoon, was the, well, that was the bottom of the fourth inning, and they scored those four runs on one hit. They benefited from four walks and a balk. Uh, also, they did get a single for uh, from Perdomo that brought in a couple of runs, but that was pretty much the offense, not pretty much, that was the offense for the Diamondbacks yesterday. And the fact that you know, Cabrera couldn't throw strikes uh, was the biggest factor in the Diamondbacks' offense yesterday. Offense, uh, they were offensive uh, with their offense. Uh, meanwhile, the Diamondbacks, once again, uh, the bullpen allowed the game-winning run. In the eighth inning, Andrew Chafin actually started his second inning. I uh, gave up a leadoff double to, double to Sanchez. And after uh, Miguel Castro replaced Chafin, Joey Wendell doubled, which uh, you doubled home Sanchez. And that became, actually, I believe there's a pinch runner for Sanchez at that point. But that became the eventual you know, game-winning run of the contest. Up next, the Diamondbacks host the Giants for the next four days starting tonight. Scheduled pitching matchups tonight. Tommy Henry. Uh, who has been okay at best, goes against Alex Cobb, who's been really good for the Giants so far this year. Uh, tomorrow will be Ryan Nelson against Ross Stripling. Saturday it's scheduled to be Zach Gallen against Anthony Disclafani. And Sunday it's kind of the TBA festival, at least at this point, first of a four-game series tonight. So probably we'll find out a little more about the Sunday uh, probable starters at, uh, as we go on here. We'll... Uh, yeah, Brandon Fock getting another start is uh, maybe the biggest question as far as that goes. We will have much more on the Giants, by the way, in uh, tomorrow's Sports Zone in the 9:15 segment uh, as we get the latest uh, you know on the Giants coming into town. First time the Diamondbacks and the Giants have played this season. Remember, it's only 13 games against division opponents. 
Speaking of division opponents, the latest NL West standings after yesterday's action, or lack thereof in some places, uh, the Dodgers win again. Uh, they win at Milwaukee. The Dodgers have now won uh, eight of their last ten games. They are 23-15. and 15. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, excellent yesterday. I'll get to more of that time pending in the next segment during the National Roundup. The Diamondbacks sitting at 20-17 and 17 at this point. Uh, just 5-5 five and five in their last 10, as I mentioned. Certainly a disappointing start to this homestand, which looked like a homestand where you could be able to fatten up against three average at best opponents. Uh, the Padres uh, have had some issues in Minnesota in the last uh, couple of days here. The Padres now 19-18, and 18, just one game above 500. Remember, they lost the series in San Diego last weekend against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers and the Padres play another series this upcoming weekend starting tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. San Francisco enters tonight against the Diamondbacks at 16-20. And, 20, and uh, the Colorado Rockies at 16-22. and 22. So uh, the Giants are in danger of actually falling behind Rockies for last place in the division. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's show at the National Roundup. That'll be topped by the latest line for the NBA. We'll also get to some baseball, uh, some of the games from yesterday. We'll get uh, to a couple of those at least. And then uh, we might have time for a little latest line action. A limited baseball schedule in uh, today's uh, Major League slate, but we'll get to some of those games also in the next segment. Don't forget the extra point coming up hosted by Kayla from 10 to noon, and that will include uh, some Philadelphia 76ers discussion as the Sixers look to close out the Celtics tonight in Philadelphia. Gina Mizell is scheduled to join us from the Philadelphia Inquirer, scheduled to join us during the extra point today. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle X HD 2 100.7. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. And uh, we start with the uh, latest line for the NBA postseason, all four of these series, as we talked about with Sean Devaney from Heavy.com earlier this hour. All still going. Nobody is... Uh, clinched or been eliminated as of yet uh tonight two games philadelphia is at boston uh the uh, celtics open a one-point favorite they're up to two and a half uh just gonna go with consensus uh you know kind of worldwide lines here we'll go two and a half on this number total open 214 and a half that is dipped down to 212 and a half and then denver and phoenix in the second game tonight and uh, the suns open a three and a half point favorite that's down to three chris paul not expected to play tonight. DeAndre Ayton, as Sean Devaney mentioned earlier in the hour, has got a rib issue. He's expected to give it a whirl. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but the Suns have gone from three and a half to three point favorites. Total two twenty six and a half to down two twenty six as far as the consensus number. Tomorrow, we have two more games. Uh, the Knicks are at Miami as the Knicks win last night. And uh, the uh, Miami Heat opened four and a half in this game and immediately, and I mean like immediately, went to five. And that's kind of the universal number right now is five. Total in this game opened at 209.5, down to 208.5. And, 
If you watch the first quarter of that game last night in New York, you wonder if they were ever going to score. Either team, pretty hard to watch. But then the Knicks really offensively for three quarters looked like a real NBA team, uh, which uh, they've seldom looked like a real NBA team offensively uh, for uh, certainly this series and really even some of the series that they won against Cleveland. Uh, but Miami opened two and a, uh, four and a half now down up. Excuse me, uh, let's start that over. Miami opened four and a half now up to five. Total from 209 and a half to 208 and a half. And then the second game tomorrow night, Los Angeles hosting uh, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, reports in the last half hour or so, many of them, that Anthony Davis is expected to play tomorrow night. He did suffer the head, head injury. Uh, in the second half of that game, five last night in San Francisco against the Warriors. I guess he's officially being called questionable, but you know the uh, the NBA insiders seem to think that he's going to give it a go. Uh, so the Knicks opened to the Knicks. Uh, the Lakers opened a two two point favorite in this game, up to two and a half. That uh, number is still two and a half. I thought it might have moved in the last few minutes after you know some of the reports regarding Davis's status, but. Two and a half is uh, the universal number right now as far as uh, the number, whether it be kind of a combination of Vegas and offshore. Uh, so, and then uh, also, you know, all of the worldwide locations we have now, including many in the U.S. Total in the game open 223 and a half, now down to 222. All right, Major League Baseball from yesterday. Some things that uh, certainly stood out. Yesterday afternoon, Freddie Freeman homer drove in three runs. Clayton Kershaw won his National League best sixth game this season as the Dodgers won at Milwaukee again, eight to one, and they, uh, they take the uh, you know the three game series against the Brewers. Uh, Will Smith and uh, Miguel Vargas also went deep for the uh, National League le- West leading Dodgers. Uh, they also the Dodgers now lead the uh, National League in home runs with 64. Tampa Bay is ahead of them as far as baseball goes, but the Dodgers are looking like the Dodgers. Kershaw looking like Kershaw. Struck out eight batters, walked none. I think that was especially important because he walked five last uh, Friday night in the loss at San Diego. So uh, he walked none. That was over seven innings. He allowed five hits, and uh, he was dominant yesterday. He gave up a home run to William Contreras, but that was pretty much it. In fact, uh, there's only one other runner that reached second base in the game uh, for Milwaukee yesterday. So uh, Kershaw, once again, dominant. Uh, he's 35. He's pitched six or more innings uh, once again. That's the seventh time he's done that this season. He's now uh, – they actually he had won four straight before he had that meltdown last Friday night against San Diego. Meanwhile, speaking of San Diego, the Padres lose last night. Four to three, they lose at Minnesota against the Twins. That was an 11 inning game, as it turns out. Uh, Alex Kirilov, excuse me, had an 11th inning single, and that scored the automatic runner Mitch Kepler. Uh, Griffin Jacks uh, escaped a bases loaded jam in the top of the 11th inning uh, to get the victory, and uh, the Twins win this series against the Padres. Kepler also homered and doubled. He scored three runs in that game last night. Juan Soto. Homered for San Diego, but San Diego's now lost three out of four if you go back uh, to the uh, series against the Dodgers. Josh Hader blew another save. Uh, he, would only, he hadn't blown a save at all until Sunday night when he gave up the home run to Mookie Betts uh, in San Diego that tied that game. 
in the third game of the series against the Dodgers, but he blew another save last night. So now he's uh, he's blown only two saves and 13 opportunities, but it's now two out of three. Also, former Dodger Kenley Jansen became the seventh player in Major League history to earn 400 saves. That happened last night as the Red Sox beat the Braves. Of course, he pitched for the Braves last season. He had 41 saves last year for the Braves. Uh, he faced four batters in the ninth inning to get his ninth save this season uh, with the Red Sox in 10 chances. And uh, he trails Billy Wagner by 32 saves uh, for sixth place now, Jansen, on the uh, all-time career saves list. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, he's uh, been very effective for the Red Sox this season. Does not have that many one, two, three innings, I've, I've noticed, as somebody that's a Jansen owner in a fantasy league. But uh, he gets by, and uh, you know, he's oftentimes... Uh, you know, he, he, last night he made some hitters look pretty foolish. So you know, it's, he's been doing that for a lot of his career. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone for today. Stay tuned. The next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That'll include some Sixers discussion with uh, Gina Mizell from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Also, more phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening. <laughs>